Hello and welcome to another episode of Menace to Sobriety with your host for the most, me, Daniel O'Reilly. You'll be sad to know that I'm on my own today. The Bank Holiday Monday shifted us to a Tuesday. We pre-recorded this obviously for the Friday and Kurt couldn't make it, but he is coming down tomorrow to do our uh, Menace to Sobriety live. So I'm on me lonesome today and I know Kurt's got a lot of fans on this podcast now. So just just try and put up with my beautiful face or my voice, um, but he will be back soon. He's my permanent co-host, so don't worry about that. Today, I've got a little bit of a different podcast for you. Um, I've had everyone on here from um, industry experts in regards to alcohol and drug addiction, um, psychologists, um, former addicts, um, you know, uh, I've, I've had everyone, authors, everything. And I'm always trying to diversify. I love having normal, average, everyday people on to share their experiences. Uh, and we've done that with people that have battled dr- drink and drug addiction. Now, my next guest, um, I sort of come about through previous guests that have come on. Word of mouth had spread between a couple of guests that I'd had on before. And they recommended that I got this gentleman on. Um, he's sober. So he ticks the box, um, but he'd never really battled with a heavy, heavy addiction. He's sober through choice, which I thought was a really interesting uh, perspective to go to. He's a personal trainer. He's all about um, better physical health, mental health, well-being. And I just thought to myself, do you know what? Let's have a bit of a different, refreshing, upbeat episode that people can take away some stuff um, to do while they're sober and uh, ways to stay sober and get some positive gems of information from him so welcome to the podcast adam lubs lubsy <laughs> is it lubsy what we say yeah lubsy keep with lubsy that's lovesy. <laughs> great to properly meet you brother thank yeah. you very much for having me on and uh you're excited i can tell mate, i'm i'm buzz little nervous and oh, yeah? uh yeah this is great i can't wait to uh to get stuck in to be honest yeah let's have a chat man I mean we were talking on the way up here and I was saying look I was interested in working out what perspective we're going to come from for the podcast for the listeners because I always like to sort of try and get something the listeners can take away and from our brief chat downstairs it sounds like you know you've got a really interesting you've got a really interesting approach to this because you like you said to me you never talk talk me through your story how did how because because your content online I've had a scroll through it's very sobriety based but you never really battled a heavy addiction of alcohol and drugs. I'm having problems here with the, and it looks like I'm covered in something, but my water bottle exploded. Let me just change this around. But yes, yeah, fire away. Tell us about yourself. Um, well, first and foremost, I'd just like to take this opportunity to apologise to everyone on behalf of the health and fitness industry for continuing to piss what should be quite a straightforward and simple topic within the context of health and fitness up the wall, which is mm. alcohol. They never talk about it. Never talk about it unless it's navigating it, unless it's the calories involved. Um, and there's nothing ever more than the superficial because I just truly believe that people are too afraid to to raise their head above the parapet. And that's interesting. Um, I mean, we can just go straight into this if you want. Yeah, I mean, the, the fitness industry has... I'm not sure if I'd say progress, but it's moved on a lot over the over the years. And yeah. I have an interesting perspective on it all because I was a personal trainer years before social media. And then mm. and now I've been a personal trainer since social media. And one of the things about social media that has uh, spilled into essentially my profession yeah. is the boom in online coaching. Because now you are ca- or you, you can be exposed to basically 
everyone on the planet. Yeah. And if we're talking numbers game, then you need popularity. And yeah. if you need popularity, then you need re relatability. Yeah, yeah, and if yeah. you're going to come across and say, don't drink, mm. well, you are alienating. You're cutting out a massive part of your audience. Massive, massive part. Massive part. Not only are you cutting him out, mm. if you get it wrong, you're rubbing him up the wrong way, yeah. right? Which yeah. I'm sure you've experienced in your time since since you've been sober. You know, it's a, it's a difficult... It's a difficult topic, yeah. you know, it's a serious topic. Um, and so, uh, you know, we can talk about my story and how I became sober in a bit, but the more and more I saw, or the more and more I see, I should say, mm. of alcohol just simply not being addressed and dismantled and almost glorified and glamorized in pursuit of followers, popularity, relatability, yeah. and ultimately money, yeah. I just feel like I have such a moral obligation and a responsibility to the world to just do what I can to just even it up a little bit yeah. because you know we don't have too many things on our on our on our job description list as a personal trainer you know help people train help help people become healthier wear shorts to work that's about it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know it's like yeah. it's a pretty good life yeah so if this is the flack I've got to take then fine. At least yeah. when I put my head down at night, I know that I've done my best for humanity that day and I'll try and again oh, tomorrow. Yeah, I, f I find it really interesting. I understand exactly where you're coming from because, you know, I've got a lot of pals that are personal trainers and I've got a lot of uh, friend influencers that uh, promote uh, gym life, bodybuilding and stuff like that. A lot of them are good pals. And on one hand there, you know, and I can't, I can't really knock it because... You know, I built my following on the sesh, do you know what I mean? And drinking and everything like that. And you're right. When I pivoted and I went uh, sober, uh, I, I, I've just spent the whole weekend getting abuse on on, on my social media. I, you know, my my friends and my, my, my family's away, right? My, my missus and my kids. So I've got a lot of time to scroll, you know, where I'd normally be sitting with my kids. And I fucking, I was blown away by the amount of people that are like, you're still fat and I bet you still get on it. And da, 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 you know, because what it does is when you do talk about uh, your sobriety or your, or your alcohol um, usage or drug abuse, or or, or or like me, you start showing that you're going sober, and I, and everything that I get abuse on is either me running, uh, working out, um, saying you know what I'm you know my diet or talking about sobriety, mental health, basically me trying to progress, right? And then people that aren't, I see that it ignites something negative in them. So if you've got an audience, I understand what you're saying. You've got an audience, and then you start going, oh, by the way, drinking's bad. They're going to go, well, hold on a second. I get smashed every weekend. You can fuck off. And it's very difficult, right? But you are right. Ultimately, your industry is about healthy body, healthy mind, right? And um, I believe that alcohol, especially alcohol, well, drugs especially, but I mean alcohol more so across the board, is a massive cause of mental health problems for people. Huge. Yeah, well, it's not a belief. It's, that's a fact. Yes. That's a fact. This isn't, you know, I don't think that... Alcohol is a depressant. I don't think alcohol is addictive. I don't it's, think it's fact. That's just the way it is. Yeah, that's just people you know, don't want to hear that though. They don't want to hear it, but unfortunately, someone's got to say it. And mm. um, you know, I, I I'd like to think I'm more popular than those just stop oil guys, but I kind of see myself as like, <laughs> Mate, you yeah, know, definitely. Ultimately, you know, they they're doing they they have their they have their beliefs and they have their reasons why. And yeah, don't get me wrong, everyone's like, I fucking just stop oil doing my head in. But everyone's talking about it. Yeah. You can't deny that. Everybody's talking about it. And in 30 years' time, when the world's on fire, people are yeah. going to go, why the fuck did we not do anything? They're going to go, well, we did try, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and so, yeah, like I say, I'd like to think I'm not as alienating and no. as annoying as they are. But, you know, this whole uh, me being in the health and fitness, just even being on this podcast, it's a joke. Yeah. Right? It's a joke. It should be the most boring 
obvious, you know, like why would you, well, yeah, you've seen, you've got a, a, a podcast about sobriety. So we've got people that are recovering from addiction who are now sober. So that's our audience. And obviously every PT sober. Oh no, wait, they're P- not. PTs aren't sober. Do you know right? what I mean? It's not, I shouldn't even be here. It yeah. should just be the most, you know, if it was a smoking podcast, you wouldn't have me on. Yeah. You know, I've never smoked funny enough. You know, I mean, yeah. I've, I'm into sport and I'm into fitness. It's not, it's not been the thing, but mm. it sums up for, for me two things or illustrates two things almost better than anything. Mm. One, it illustrates just how thick the blindfold that alcohol has on society that not even the one pocket sh- that should be able to see through it can. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that has deeper connotations than what we, than what we give it credit. You know, we're all, I mean, I know my Instagram is PT loves, but I would call myself more a health and fitness ambassador. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we all have ambassadors for little pockets of society and things that we're mm. passionate about to uphold those things. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, an example I always use is my father's a conductor of an orchestra, right? Mm. Pretty niche, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, now I wouldn't say classical music is booming. Would you? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. So <laughs> yeah. it's great. It's got their audience. I love it. Obviously, he loves it. Imagine if he also said, yeah, classical music's pretty boring, isn't it? You mm. know what I mean? The ones who are, the ones that are left would fuck off. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's enough people that don't like classical music. We don't need classical musicians saying it too. There are enough people being unhealthy, promoting drink, promoting drugs. We really don't need the one pocket that's supposed to have health and fitnesses back giving in as well. I yeah. just don't think that leaves society mm. you know, in a particularly it, healthy Yeah, place. I, I get what you mean because you always see, it's almost like, you know, a lot of these personal trainers and stuff, they're like, get cut for mobs so you can get smashed. Do you know what I mean? You know, you know, get cut so when you've got your shirt off drinking, you look great. Or it's like, you know, I can drink a certain amount of beer at the weekend or da-da-da-da because I've done this during the week. There's some of that. But also there's there's there's... I know what you mean. It's not It's not just what they're doing or what they're showing. It's why aren't they saying to that one audience that is demanding, you know, health and fitness and mental health advice, they're coming to them because they want to be better. Why are they not promoting sobriety? Basically. Yeah. I mean, it should be it should be number one, particularly when you think about some of the, the methods that people mm. do in order to pursue a life of health and fitness. Now, yeah. I'll ask you, so you're sober in the last 10 months, but I imagine you've tried to get fit and healthy yeah. before that. Many right? times. Exactly. And always fell flat on your face. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But what were your sort of go-tos? You might run, but, you know, I imagine you thought about what you ate. Probably yeah. carbs were, like, demonised. Yeah. Yeah. You were thinking about this, you were thinking about that. And we, So we're, we're considering to count our calories. In other words, track every single thing that comes into our body. Mm. Um, you know, to, to make sure that we don't go over our maintenance, to make sure that we stay in a deficit to reduce fat. So we're, we're, we're prepared to do that. Yeah. We're prepared to potentially cut out carbohydrates. So we, ne- what? So we never eat fruit again. There's what? carbs in fruit. Brilliant. So we're prepared to do that. We're prepared to go for a one-hour uphill steady-state walk in the morning to promote fat loss in a hoodie. We're not prepared to just not drink. This is like a lazy, <laughs> this is yeah. like a lazy person's epiphany dream. Yeah. You just don't have to do anything yeah. you know you just don't buy it you don't drink it it's like you don't have to do anything yeah it's the complete yeah. opposite of proactive yeah yeah yeah, yeah actually when, when you sort of yeah when you break it down but but the other thing that it really illustrates and that really highlights and that you've already touched upon is that is the phrase everyone wants to see you do well but no one wants to see you do better than them yeah man and and so this is you know this is when things start to get quite grim really mm. You know, we're all well. We're all 
find supporting an addict through recovery. You know, mm. if you think of yourself, it's a tall poppy syndrome, right? You're, you're poppies in the field and you're all the same height. And one of you goes, oh, there must be a better view than this. And they try to poke their head up and they fucking bring him straight back down. Mm. And you go, what are you doing? You helped him. And he was like, yeah, well, he was fucking down in the dirt. He was trodded on. Petals are falling off. No dramas. We'll help him a little bit. He ain't going to ever be at where we are. So that's fine. We can help them a bit because he's not going to be out. But you can't go above us. No, yeah. no, no. I hope you do well, but no, no, no. You can't do better. You can't do better than us. And that's, you know, imagine that, getting trolled for running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a world. Yeah. What a well, topic. It's well, amazing of yeah, all the things. I know, I know. Well, this is this is what is this is what it comes down to, unfortunately, is that, you know, I try and get my head around it all the time, but people are struggling. People are struggling. And that's how I don't respond in a negative way because um, I don't mind saying it out loud. I want to be really abusive to people that give me abuse. Inside me, I'm a working class lad, right? I come from a council estate. Um, you know, I've had a tough, tough upbringing. Me and my mates were scrapping when we were younger. You know, I used to get into fights and everything like that. And if someone got mouthy to me, you know, I'd think there was a scrap on my hands. You'd think there's a fight, you know, you go, well, come on then, let's have it. When I get that online, I can't, I can't respond like that. Because as soon as you say what you want to say online, you know, whatever you get you can get banned right especially me so you know i've got to be like okay da, 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 yeah, yeah. you know and it infuriates me and i've spent years building this fucking anger up inside me where i'll just pray someone would come up to me in the street and call me a fat bastard or yeah, say i'm an out oh yeah i'm an addict so i could spark and clean out yeah. but i'll go boxing and that calms me shit down but now through my sobriety i've learned that these everything that i'm doing that that there's positive that i put out there if someone gives me a negative response to them it's because it's triggering something inside them my positivity is highlighting the things they're doing wrong so as a pt you know when you're saying this stuff you know you 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 I mean, you must always get people that go oh you ain't that fit or da 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 you know I guarantee you that you never get shit from people that are doing better than you or working hard and you always get shit from people that aren't. So now I look at it as people in pain, right? And I and, and that's that calms me down and, and helps me helps me relate to them. And I, I think to myself that that is why the personal training industry or people, the PTs out there, that's why sobriety is a tough subject for them to touch on or even cutting out alcohol to a high level because, you know, people want to get fit and healthy, but people don't want to stop getting drunk. Um, it is as simple as that and it's like it's like kind of their release and also like you said it's a can of worms isn't it if you're if you're saying to someone right because listen I got I got this a lot when I said to people and I put this video out I was on the James English podcast and it went viral and I got so much shit from it where I just simply said listen if you're suffering from anxiety or depression, right? If I you're, saw this. Yeah, if you're suffering from that right before you go and seek help from like a doctor or anything like that stop drinking and then do some exercise and then see if you still suffer with, you know, anxiety and depression. Because I thought that I was, you know, fucked mentally. That I mean, I am pretty tapped in the head. But I mean, <laughs> I, f I was suffering with high bouts of anxiety and depression. Once I cut the alcohol out, it, my, my fucking lab my life stabilised. Do you know what I mean? To a normal degree of having your problems. And people got really upset about that. Because I was like, people were like, don't you dare blame my alcohol. Yeah. I know. They're very protective over, isn't it? I mean, if, if people were as into biscuits as they are into wine they put you in a fucking home <laughs> wouldn't they yeah. you know what I mean like I heard the other day that uh, yeah, someone right. I know that they're going to like Italy or something like that for a holiday and like the dad is going to drive so he can bring back wine from the region that they're yeah. in yeah because of well, I don't fucking know why. Well, but, you're not only allowed but, to... Yeah, because you, 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 you can't fly it. Because you can. Well, yeah. Heaven forbid you fly alcohol, but you can drive it. That's fine. Yeah. But, you know, if I, if I was going to Italy with my family and I said, right, you guys get the 
the flight. I'm going to drive over because there are these special cookies that they make over there with this special oat that they grow. People would be like, are you fucking mental? Yeah, Just yeah. go with, you know what I mean? So it's, it is a, you can't, you can't just dip your toe in this world, which is probably what you what you've noticed. And and yeah, you know, right. actually, I would quite like to just dip my toe in it. I would quite like to just talk about health and fitness. Mm. And obviously, there is no place for alcohol and just leave it there. But there are just so many cultural, societal ties to it that you then, if you just go anything slightly deeper than the completely superficial, you know, calorific value of a beer yeah you start to realize fuck this is so in in, ingrained and and rooted in the way in which we socialize the way in which we celebrate commiserate you know deal with each other be around each other you know hide our insecurity you know it's It's, like whoa you just can't you can't like i say you can't just you turn the water and that's not what i've done and that's why i'm that's that's essentially why I've sort of gone down the yeah. route I've gone because you know I, I I own a gym I work with real people every day I'm not I'm not online and this is what you see you can see it in someone's eyes straight away when they've been on the piss on the Friday they've had a good few weeks I saw them on the Friday they had a great sesh I mean gym sesh yeah 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 <laughs> and they come back Monday haven't had said anything now I don't always call them out on it but you can just tell you can just tell and I'm thinking shit this stuff is powerful. And they probably didn't even want to go out. Yeah. They actually. What do you fucking, mean? You can just see that they're fucked. You can just the colour's gone from their eyes. They're just yeah. dead. You know, they're yeah. full of poison. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? If you're down a bottle of bleach from Friday, you'd probably still be fucked on Monday. Yeah. It's not a million miles away from from that. And and yeah, you know, I'm sure you yeah. can understand that. I mean, it's not yeah. just you know, you must look I can't say I studied a photo of you when you were on the piss all the time. But oh, mate, I'm completely you must look, different. You I'm, must look completely mate, different. The first, the I first, mean, yeah, do yeah, you mean your first, eyes are sparkling? Yeah. Like, your your skin skin's is clear. Better. Yeah, yeah. the first, like, I'm shocked even now, and it and it continues to get better. I'm two stone lighter, first of all. Just but, on that, did you, mm. have you really addressed what you've eaten mm. since then? Just in the two stone, if you asked, have you... Have you consciously addressed in the, or have in you the last basically... in the last three weeks and it's been ten months? Right, I t- I, I've been losing weight, but my shape ain't what I wanted it to yeah, be. And, and then someone's gone, "Well, look, you're still eating shit," you know. Yeah. So, I'm, I, so but clearly less. It's like an association versus causation yeah. thing, right? Well, yeah, it's like you, uh, the, the the alcohol made me eat so much shit. Yeah. You know, to to I don't know if it's like you're trying to get your fucking salt and sugars back in from the fucking booze. So now I eat less. I naturally I just eat less from. From drinking less, I don't know why, but uh, and I try to eat better, but you know I'm still lazy and I eat chocolate at night and stuff like that. But now I've got my head screwed into it, but 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 really the big change is I mean everyone was a fucking hell, you look younger, you know, well your skin looks so much. Like my missus always says, my missus used to say that I used to be grey, my skin would be grey, you know, I was always pissed from the age of sixteen to sixteen seventeen. I was either drunk or, I mean, I think the longest I went in the last 20 years without being drunk was a week or two weeks, maybe max. Apart from obviously the last 10 months. 10 months, yeah. yeah. And before that, a, a stint uh, a, a stint at sobriety before that, but, uh, but I cracked. But yeah, so this 10 months has been, yeah, it's just got, it's just got better and better. But I think... What was I going to say? Yeah, just just on the just on the uh, on the visual aspect uh, of it, it's the eyes. It's all in your eyes, like you said. It's your eyes, yeah, like the whiteness lie. of my eyes. You know, they don't lie. They don't lie. It's so interesting because you are a case study of 
of essentially what is my methodology. Cut because you, you, you were talking about oh the the drinking made me eat more. Now there's there's bunch of boring science behind that. You know you're about salt and sugar and you're craving this and yet you know your body thinks it's under attack and then you My main uh, thing with that is is that when you're drinking, you have a ceiling on your self esteem and your self respect because if it was higher you wouldn't have engaged in the activities you just had and if it's low mm. then most things can get through mm. like shit food like not exercising you know you don't you, you you know sit when i when i stopped drinking one of the things i noticed quite quickly was i gained an almost obnoxious level of self respect and self worth yep it you comes. know and it just it, uh, I mean, I had yeah. to really sort of be careful and try not to be a complete tosser with it, yeah. which I probably failed at. Yeah. But I was just like, get that. Fuck, that's not even food. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to get. No, thanks. Yeah. You want a I, bottle of this? You want a bar? No. Yeah. It's not even a. It's not even like a. It's not even a discipline thing. Yeah. Well, for for me, for me, sobriety gives you so much clarity, right? So, I, like, I know I can feel like my brother, me and my brother, our relationship has blossomed since I went sober because he's never a big drinker. We run ten k every Sunday now. Brilliant. Um, and you know, the first first for like one k is just us both moaning at each other about our weeks or whatever, and we're really connecting. And he's uh, been on this mad, mad journey because I saw him. I don't know, six months ago or something. We went for a meal, and I was fuck me. I said, "You, I don't mind saying it to him." I said, "You, you know, you're big, man." He was massive. His head was like a fucking medicine ball. <laughs> I mean, he was big, you know. And I didn't like it because he's a good-looking fella and that. And I said, "You know," you, and I think um, it must have, I don't know, or other people must have said stuff around him. And he was like, "Right, I'm doing this triathlon," and he started fasting. He's fucking lost like three stone or something. Like, it's mental. And now he's this slim, uh, uh, like. And he's like, mate, if I eat shit now, I fucking feel it. Yeah. He feels it. Because he's like me. Every now and then he'll crack and I'll be like four or five obnobs or a fucking bag of sweets or something. And then the next day, you can feel it in him. And he hates it um, because the body's not used to it, I guess. And for me, the sobriety is the same thing. When I cut the alcohol out, anything that altered my feeling, my mood... The sugar rushes, the ups, the downs, the coffee, whatever. I, I became very conscious of it all. And you, do, what you want is... What you want is to just feel fucking normal. Yeah, you know. Well, you're you're acutely aware now of what feel what feeling good actually feels like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's ultimately what it is. And you're not you're no longer yeah. anaesthetized. Yeah, you're no longer got this grey cloud. You're not on a come down. You know, it's it's not just you know people know about hangovers and 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 the sort of the science behind the dopamine rush last nine minutes. That's why you. That's why when you're on the sesh, you just drink. And Ooh, drink. I don't know about that. Oh, okay. Talk me through it. So this is why, obviously, it, not obviously, I should say, but this is why the whole ice bath, which I know that you've been dabbling mm. in as well, as they kind of go one another, and of course with the exercise as well. Mm. So when you um, when you drink alcohol, you get a dopamine rush, okay? Um, but the but the dopamine hit lasts about nine minutes from, from a beer, say from a beer, yeah. yeah? And let's we'll put it into context: two minutes at two degrees water that dopamine rush can last two to three hours oh wow right so you're looking at a nine minute sort of dopamine hit and then it starts to drop and therefore by that time you're on your next one and that's why you do get antsy when you're when you're on the sesh and that's why you know i'm just going out for one basically doesn't work you know you don't have to be an addict for that for to people for people to know that you know what i mean mm. um and so that's 
just going to bring this back a bit. Oh, on, sorry, yeah, no, go on, mate. Loud. Yeah, go on. A shock, me being too loud. <laughs> um, and so, oh, actually, that's throwing me. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> now, go on. So, yeah, so when you have one drink, it's, it takes nine minutes of doping. That's why you pick up another one. That's why you pick up another yeah. one and so on and so on. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Thank you for getting me back on track. But mm. So that's become relatively well-known. I'm, I'm, I apologise for just assuming this. I'm just wrapped up in this world now. Yeah, yeah. But you are then essentially in a dopamine deficit for not just the next day, but for your entire system is just down and warped. So everything... Because you've been, yeah. been stealing dopamine. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, essentially. And so that sort of, you know, you obviously have an initial hangover where you actually feel like shit. Yeah. Um, but what's going on physiologically, it lasts for days, you know, and that has a huge effect on, you know, your behavior, your mood, your motivation, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just not really the way in which you're going to kickstart anything particularly good. And I sort of mentioned it earlier about association versus causation. You can look at it face value about, you know, what the alcohol is actually doing to you. It's, you know, it's poisonous and it's this many calories and all the rest of it. Or you could look at all the associative things that come with it, mm. like the that um, prolonged sense of down, that... Um, that lack of motivation, that poor sleep, you know, that low self-worth. And it's those things that really add up yeah. to getting yourself into a bigger hole. And really the only way to alleviate that is to drink, is to, is to drink, right? I mean, they say that pleasure is just the alleviation of pain. That's, that's all it is. And that's why pleasure and pain have such a, have such a, a close, a close connection and actually, it was like what we were saying just just earlier. You you do become acutely acutely aware of how you feel and what feeling good feels like. And mm. when you then take a step back again, go. Let's go back to the the conductor reference. In order to conduct the orchestra, you've got to turn your back on the crowd, right? Yeah, I love that one. Um, now, once you've turned your back on it, you then can't help but start just looking at everything else you know do that coffee in the morning does that give me energy or does that just not make me feel fucked yeah you know and you look at it and you assess it and well yeah actually it just makes me not feel fucked because i'm still going to bed at 11 30 and i'm getting up at six that's just daft yeah um you know is that does that food actually taste nice does it or you know is it just alleviating my loneliness or whatever it is it just alleviating my pain you know yeah. and how many of these behaviors do we participate in daily weekly yeah. ultimately just to alleviate pain not to actually elevate our pleasure and our vibrancy and our sort of zest if you like that's, for life that's that's so fucking interesting it's so that's so real as well so basically what you're saying is you know what are we what are we doing to just alleviate this situation the pain instead of elevating us because I, I had it the other or just lot. addressing it yeah or just addressing it yeah. yeah i done a i done a little podcast the other day just from my house i don't know if it's gone out yet but i just recorded it because i was i was fucking on my own do you know what i mean i'd uh come back home and the kids weren't there and i didn't i was procrastinating i didn't really want to start my work and i was just like right, i'll just watch tv and then i was watching tv and then i got hungry and then i didn't want to cook and i was like do you know what i'm gonna order a pizza and um i wasn't even that hungry and then when the pizza came, I ate half of it and felt like shit. And I was like, "What have I eaten that?" And I, and it was it was like I wanted something bad. 
I don't know why. It was like I wanted something naughty, something bad. I think because probably when my family's normally used to be away, I used to be on the sesh. Um, but also it, was, it did feel like comfort eating. So so that to me was like, what am I doing to make myself, you know, to... to yeah, it was a, a really weird situation where what would have actually made me feel great is if I'd got some work done, maybe jumped on the bike yeah. or done a little bit had of a workout. Run, had a workout and then I would have been fucked and I would have slept instead of sat there all night watching TV and eating fucking... Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, but that's unfortunately, you know... We are a, we are a pleasure uh, seeking. Like we seek pleasure. Well, we seek pleasure, but we're also a you know a cure over prevention society. It's how our medical system works. How everything works. No one's very interested in. I mean, we won't go into all of that and the corruption. And obviously, there's a fucking millions of pounds to be yeah. made off sick people. And you know that's why the messaging is what it is. But the point is, um, and people are well within their rights to just tell me to get back in my box and just teach people how to keep their back straight on a kettlebell swing but ultimately those <laughs> things aren't the fucking issue yeah and i am interested in just going that little bit deeper you know i'd say the the, the fitness industry's biggest issue is that we we um indulge people's ideologies instead of dismantle them hmm. right so people go i want to get in the shape of my life but without giving up any of my favourite things. Now, the reality is... That's because they want their money, though. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, the public want, you know, they want they want to go to heaven, but they don't want to die, you know? That's just sort of... Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. But instead of... So they go to a PT and they say, right, it's usually for something like Marbella or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I want to get a nick, but, you know, I love my cake. Yeah. I, love, I love my beer, you know? And most people go, all right, fine. Well, so what we'll do is we need to work out your daily ma daily maintenance calories. We need to drop 300. So that gives you 1,800 calories a day. You can fill that with whatever the fuck you want. You hit 1,800, you'll be in a deficit. You lose fat, lift your weights, get in the shape of your life in inverted commas without giving up any of your favorite things. The angle in which that I am interested in is what makes you want, what makes you think those things are your favorite things if they've then led you to calling me. If they were that great, I don't think you'd need a personal trainer. My favorite things in the world aren't going to lead me to calling a personal trainer. My favorite things, my little boy, Sonny, my wife, mm. my business, my team, my cricket club, whatever it is. You know, I'm not going to end up putting on three stone because I love my son so much. Yeah. You know? um, and, you know, there are a myriad of examples there. Mm. Um, and... And that's where the the sobriety thing really sort of starts to kick in because it's, well, why, you know, a really, really common piece of advice, which is just, it's almost going viral and it's it's almost laughable. I mean, we will look back on it in the, yeah. I like it when people say in the final analysis, we'll look back in the final analysis and a lot of these fat loss fuckwits will have a lot of explaining to do. But one of the classics <laughs> is swap from beer to vodka You've got no calories. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. I bet you have. I was told that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true. It's no good if you're an alcoholic. Though, it's is it? true. Well, it's no good if you're anyone. Actually, yeah. that's the bottom line. And the reality is, you know, I'm gonna get some hate for this, but I don't care. If you're saying something like that, you're either a liar or an idiot. You're either you either you even know that that isn't how alcohol works. You can have your vodka slimline instead of beer but once you've had three your inhibitions go out the window whatever plan you had at the start of the night to be good has fucked off mm -hmm. now you're 
halfway through a picture of Blue Lagoon and you're going to be stopping off at Domino's on your way home. So your plan's completely fucked. And you even know that and you are perpetuating it to sell shit. Yep. Or or you are an idiot and you yep. don't know that, in which case you should just be shutting up about the whole thing entirely. You know, I'm not, I, I'm not, I wouldn't go to say as far as if you are silent, you are complicit mm. within the industry. But if you are going to talk about it, and yeah. you don't dismantle it, and you don't talk about it for exactly what it is, which is an incredibly powerful, addictive drug, mm. you're complicit. It's so hard, though, mate, because I can imagine people walk into your gym or walk or come and say, that, oh, look, I'd like to get in the best shape of my life. And uh, you know what? Actually, I've also been feeling really down and actually quite depressed. And I think I'm down and depressed because I'm fat. But I get smashed every weekend. I don't want to give that up. But I just want to work harder in the week to look better. And you say, well, unfortunately, you're probably feeling down because of the results of the alcohol. And the alcohol is actually causing uh, a lot of your weight that you've put on. So if you want to get the way you you want, you're going to have to give up the alcohol. And people just go, do you know what? This ain't for me. Yeah, well. And and, and that means you ain't getting the do money. Do you know what? Few less, a lot less people say that than what you think. And I actually. What do you mean? Well, so it. Um, a lot, a lot less people say. Well, do you know what? I'll go somewhere else then. Actually, and and I can feel this sort of energy come off someone. It's almost like a they relief. knew it. They knew it. Oh, of course they know it. I don't talk about nutrition to anyone. You're not a fucking child. You know exactly what you should eat. Yeah, now, whether yeah. or not you do or not is down to your discipline and yeah. your self respect. But this is all internal stuff, and this is why you don't. This is why you don't hear about it's, discipline on Instagram. You can't sell discipline. It, you. You get it, you grow it, you nurture it by either reverse engineering it by doing things that take discipline yeah. or just by, you know, being solely focused on, you know, yeah. executing what you know you should. That's, you know, that's how that happens. You know, you can talk about all the fluff and swap from olive oil to one cow spray and, mm. you know, low fat mayo and all that guff. But that in that's that is what you're dipping into the mayo, mm. you know, and it's why is it? Why are you? Mm. And. You know, are you driven by emotion or are you driven by what you know is right? Yeah. You know, by a sort of, is it is it whimsical or are you disciplined enough to see through what you've what you've committed to? But what I was what I was going to say is actually when you when you are, and this is what we've we've seen in in our business, <clears throat> when you are prepared to potentially it's almost like any it's any relationship really when you're prepared to be vulnerable and obviously when we run a business being vulnerable is potentially losing business right yeah of course it's a bit like going it's a bit like risking fourth to go for gold that's what the rowers always say at the olympics you've got mm. to risk losing to win yeah though what john f kennedy you've you those that oh doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> oh that was sounding good no, the yeah. those that dare to fail miserably will achieve greatly yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah, so if I am prepared to lose your business in pursuit of truth and what I deem to be right, yeah. if we can get past that hurdle, yeah. the buy-in is 10 times more than it ever was when I was just fluffing around yeah. with all that shit. Yeah, I may, I, I, can, I can completely relate to what you're saying. I've chosen that for myself through my social media. You know, um, I chose it selfishly for myself because I knew that I had to talk about my journey unless I wouldn't stick, because I wouldn't stick to it. I'm I'm, I'm like, you know, I've I got a 30 date tour coming up. I, got, I had to say, yes, I can sell 30 dates 
before you know what i mean i had yeah. to say yes i would to them i'm not going to say well i don't know actually how popular i am i'm like yeah i'll sell that out and a piece of fucking piss and we've we've half sold it out before january so i'm happy there but i had to do the same with my everything i do is like it's like you know i hate the saying you fake it till you make it but it's like you will it into action so for me i had to say to the world i'm sober and i had to learn about sobriety and and fucking do one of these sessions every week with someone and get that and i had to share it with my audience and as a result of that it turns people off but i get like my cousin for instance for exactly what you're saying you can say like what was it that you said you were talking about um commitment no not commitment what was the other word you said you know where people have to discipline discipline right so discipline is the fucking key right to everything that's why i've got so much respect for people that are in good shape because for the last 10 months i've worked my absolute arse off boxing and trying to lose weight and da 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 and the very last thing the last piece of the fucking puzzle was the diet and it's so hard because um you eat every day, right? Like, yeah. You have to eat. Correct. You have to eat. And to me, like, I've given everything else up. I've still got that sesh gremlin in my mind, you know. Uh, I've given up the drugs. I've given up the, the alcohol, the late nights, the the, the pubs, the socialising with my friends and the fucking holidays on the smash. And have I really got to give up chocolate cake? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I don't want to. Oh, really? You don't. I don't have to, but I'll, I'll work hard. But I mean, just trying to manage my diet. So when I look at someone that's in great shape, I'm like, fucking the sacrifice you've made, right? And the commitment to it and the discipline. And I was talking to my cousin, my nephew, sorry, my nephew, he wants to be a UFC fighter. Right. He wants to be a cage fighter and all this stuff. And, you know, uh, he smokes weed and he smokes vapes and, and, you know, and he's finding it hard to train it and stuff like that. And he's like, sure. you know, talking to me, man, oh, I don't know how to give up the vapes and the weed and everything. I'm like, well, I'll tell you how to do it, mate. I'll tell you what you need to do. You've got to understand that in your mind, you've just, you've just like, it's like a fucking, what's the analogy I used? It's like a, a skier going down a hill. Like, you know, you're, you're, you've created these pathways in your mind, the habitual pathways in your mind that when you get up you do this you do that you do this if you resist it and do something else instead for a prolonged period of time you'll create new pathways new habits and if you stick at it for fucking long enough like i have i've turned down that trigger i've turned down that trigger the friday nights where i wanted to go for a drink i've turned it down so many times so many times that my it's like i'm reprogramming my fucking mind and now the triggers are fewer and further between because i'm reprogrammed that's what you got to do but that takes discipline mate that does take discipline. That takes discipline. So so it's not like I can't do it. You know, I know it's fucking extremely hard for people to battle their addictions and stuff like that. And for some of us, it's harder than others. And we've got different addictions and stuff like that. But there is a way to do it that people are doing it. And that's what I said to him. And with discipline comes. But And like you say, you know, if your discipline goes from, from going, oh... I'll have a few drinks, then that discipline is gone to, like you yeah. just said, to eating, to sniffing a bag of gear, to cheating, to fucking da da da, whatever, your self worth. Yeah, well, well, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? Yeah. I promise I didn't read a book of quotes on the way of that. I know, but they, we love quotes. They're just on rolling, it. they're just rolling through my mind. But, you know, discipline is hard, but it's fucking way easier than being ill disciplined. That's yeah. that's really hard. And it, and that's it, almost like a microcosm of the drinking thing. You know, let's just park addiction because that's obviously com- that's something different. But let's just we'll look at the, the middle lane sort of drinkers, if you like. Yeah. You know, people sort of like to call it a bit like what I was. I wasn't an addict. Mm. Um, I know a few of you guests are, 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 yeah. are sort of are sort of similar. Actually, when it comes down to it, you know, you're talking about the food that food is hard. You've got to eat three times a day, roughly. So you're you're constantly navigating. You've got to make a choice you, you've every got to time make you a eat. Choice, and you're and you're, you're navigating an entire industry that is desperate for you to be a fat prick. You know, it's not it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not broccoli at the end of the day. I was at two for one. Do you know no, what I mean? It's no. always chocolate. It's yeah. chocolate or it's crisps or it's something. And they they're not stupid. These people they put it at eye line and they put it in nice colours. And you're resisting everything. So mm. the food is a genuine thing. 
with mm. discipline, it's so solved nonetheless because discipline solves genuinely everything. But mm. the drink ain't like that. Just don't. Done. You know mm. what I mean? Middle lane. I appreciate if you're an addict. An addict that's is different. That is, yeah. that is different. I, I can't I can't touch upon that. Yeah. I can't touch upon that subject. But but if you don't This that, is why it's not discussed, right? Because yeah. this it, this requires everything from you. Mm. This whole journey that you've been on has come deep from within, right? I know mm. you've tried it and, and all yeah. the rest of it, but I'm sure for years I've known. You've known, but I saw someone would have gone. Dan, you got to sort this out. Or oh, mate, sort. for years, right. for years, and my, it never happened. No, right? it was what, like for, yeah, for fucking for years. Yeah. My dad was saying it to me fucking fifteen years ago. Yeah. Every time I see you, you got a drink in your hand. Mm. You know? Exactly. But so, just take it. We're talking about an external voice here. So let's take an external voice that you're paying, right? Mm. And they just go, "Well, you got to be disciplined, mate." And you go, "How?" And you go, "Well, like mm. I said earlier, you can reverse engineer it a bit. You can have a cold shower. You can try and train or whatever. But it's just got to be. Mm. It's it's completely internal. This. Yeah. And you'll find your way. I've yeah. no doubt about it. But there's yeah. no there's no there's no book on it. There is a book on a six week you know bodybuilding split. Great. There is a you know an app that you can download that so happens to be mine, and you can use my free calorie calculator, and you can then yeah. you know sign up to my six week program for. X amount, and I can sell that to thousands of people, whatever. But actually, the key to it is all down to you, and that's why this is so rarely talked about. Mm. Um, and of course, the discipline and the, and the drink thing is, you know, but I think yeah. incredibly similar. And actually, speaking about your cousin, that's mm. actually such an interesting point because, so as I was saying earlier, you know, I like to sort of call myself a health and fitness ambassador as yeah. opposed to just a PT, mm. mainly because there are so many fucking bad ones. I try not to put myself in it. Mm too often but i'll give you a real life experience of of why i believe it's incredibly important for us as health and fitness professionals ambassadors whatever you want to call it to hold up our end of the bargain so uh, a young man in my life very close to i won't name names but yeah. anyone watching will know who i'm probably talking about by the end of this story it's not important anyway young man very close to me um went through a a very difficult time like unfortunately Lots of young people do nowadays, but mm. nonetheless, funnily enough, he dealt with it by drinking and taking drugs, mm. which is how adults cope with it. So obviously he's going to, because he's a fucking kid, right? An incredibly sort of pivotal age as well. And the hole he found himself in was funnily enough a lot deeper than the one he started in because of the drink and the drugs. And it ended up so deep that he drove himself to a train station and got on the bridge and thank fuck someone was there and walked him down and he got back in the car and had a bit of a breakdown and we helped. Yeah. Now, obviously an, a complete overhaul was required in order to help navigate him and all of us sort of mm. out of this situation. And really the, the first thing that needed to be addressed was the drink and the drugs. And the next one, of course, is always coupled with exercise. Now, the only person in his life that didn't drink or take drugs and exercised was me. Fucking hell. Right? Yeah. The only person. The only person. But if you if you look around, it's not that uncommon. No, you're right. Right? Yes, right. You know, I saw something the other day that every single family in the UK, it, you only have to go back, sorry, three generations, in every single family in the UK to find something significant alcohol-related. 
alcohol-related death, illness, drink driving. Abuse. Whatever. Something. Fuck. Only within three generations, something. Yeah, something. And then I thought, no, my family's all right. And then I thought, oh, no, fuck, there is someone who's drunk drive. So, you know. Anyway, so I was the only person. Now, I'm not, I might come off, I might be sounding like a bit of a martyr here. I'm not trying to come off as a martyr. But the point is, no one else would have, was in a position at that time to say, you've got to knock the drink and the drugs on the head. And you've got to train. Because no one was training. Because no one else was doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, now luckily I actually own a gym. So it was a bit of a dream situation. Mm. But don't get me wrong. That is where me flying the flag was, I hate to say it, but potentially life-saving. Yeah. Because people can say the right things, but, you know, if you don't They need to be shown. They need to be shown, yeah. If you don't walk the walk, then it's, you know, it's very, very difficult. Well, it's okay. I can have a glass of red and I can leave it there. Well, most people can't do that. And I'm not even sure you can. And it's a Wednesday and fucking grow up. You've got better things to do, I think. Yeah. And... And so that to me was, I was like, fucking hell, that just makes just solidified every it. sort of... Solidified it. Yeah, every kind of bit of resistance I've ever had, every shitty little question like, why don't you drink, even though that's not what the question should be. The question should be is, why do you drink? And if you have your reasons, fine. I was yeah. like, that's why. That is why. And that's why this is so important, you know? And it has serious, it says serious positive effects, yeah. but this over-glamorization has unbelievably serious negative effects. In the fucking personal training. And that's just in my industry. And that's fucking hell. That's like the one that's, you know, the whole whole world is trying to get you to go on the smash. You just, you don't need the health and fitness industry to do it too. Anyway, luckily, funnily enough, he did, he, he knocked the drink on the head. He knocked the drunk uh, the, the drugs on the head. Came to my gym every day, and six months later, he, re- he raised over seven thousand quid for Young Minds by rowing a marathon and cycling a marathon. Wow! And talk about a fucking turnaround. I love that. Absolutely amazing. And you know, he's a young guy now. I'm not going to say he's sober, but do you know what I think? And I, I can't tell you this because we it's unwritten. It's you know it's unsaid, it's unwritten. But I think he knows that I'm here just in case. Yeah, that's nice. Um and. And so if even if it's even if it's just for him, I'm gonna keep doing this. I'm gonna keep doing this because the people that upset it upsets for five minutes and they move on. They go complain about someone else. The The people people that it helps, yeah, it completely changes. It's been so interesting, man. So we run out of time, unfortunately, but it's been so interesting. And I think that I think that it's a very important point that you know that a lot of the people that are coming to personal trainers are coming because they're saying wrong, right? They feel they don't they feel inadequate. And, um, you know, it's, it, you're right, it, it's bad. It's a toxic environment if, if the true facts and, you know, and reality of alcohol abuse or, you know. Um, I mean, we're drinking too much, man. Even the people that think that they're not drinking too much are drinking too much. All the people around me that are still drinking are drinking too much. But, you know, I, can't, I, I, I was there for fucking years, do you know what I mean? And I, I don't want to be one of them twats, you know. But it's so difficult once you, once you are out of it. I mean, I get it all the time. Shout out, you know. Yeah. Fucking hell, you, you know, you were worse yeah. than us. And I look at some of them and I'm like, you know, you know, I look at some of them and I'm like, like I give up. Was I? Yeah, yeah, like, was I? Yeah. But I mean, you know, but... Um, I, think I did used to drink, just for the record. Yeah. Why did and, you give up? Um, I'll try and keep the story short. Uh, I was no, a rugby no. player. I was yeah. a rugby player. Uh, not professional. It was my dream, nonetheless. But um, I was rubbish. That didn't help. Uh, but I, I <laughs> yeah. did my knee. Yeah. Uh, very badly, uh, shot it in two places, and it was a genuinely hard time for me. I'd 
moved out. I was freshly single and rugby was everything and I lost it. You know, you, mm. lose, you, you don't go to train, you don't see the boys and all the rest of it. And I, I used drink to sort of get through it. And actually the reason why I'm so passionate about it now is that I was drinking myself into a hole and no one even batted an eyelid. They're just like, he's just he's normal. Just normal young guy. He's just getting pissed up. He's, he's just all right. Pissed up. Don't worry about it. No, I was in pain, big time, and no one really, and no one really stepped in. And and actually, that wasn't the reason why I gave up. I just needed to flip things on its head because I had this huge internal turmoil between like, what the fuck are you? Are you a health and fitness man or are you a pisshead? Because they yeah. don't go together, bruv. Wow. Um. So January first, twenty sixteen, shaved my head, didn't drink. It was only for six months, but. It was always open-ended. Mm. I was like, I don't need this. But six months later, it was life got rem- just unrecognizably better in every single way. You know, the yeah. compound interest of every single day actually It's so improving. powerful. It's so powerful. It, it feels was, weird. I couldn't go back. I just, I, it, yeah, I, 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 honestly, don't get me wrong. I, had, I have bad times when I'm on my own and da-da-da through, through life. But I do spend majority of my time going, This it feels, surely something's going to go wrong soon, isn't yeah. it? Or like fucking waking up going, Ah, oh, so right. you know, yeah, it's it's very right. weird. Uh, where can people find you, mate? Uh, Instagram at PT Loves. Although yeah. maybe I should change that to Loves Health and Fitness Ambassador after all that <laughs> chat, but probably be a bit long. So you're gonna have a couple of PTs. Going, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yet? Yeah, no, nah, bring it on. That's fine. Yeah, no one, no one trolls on nobody. But so. I'm, re- I'm really, I'm proud of you, mate. And I think, I think, um, I think, you know, I was a bit like, oh, I wonder where this is gonna go. But do you know what the boot? <laughs> I could tell. Yeah, when I saw you <laughs> yeah. outside, I was like, listen, oh. I, I, I wanted to get you on. I wanted to have a talk about. I'm worried. I'm wondering what the guests, what the uh, audience is gonna get out of this. I'm yeah. just, I'm, I hope it didn't. I'm just gonna talk about calories. Uh, I hope it didn't. Nah. Yeah, that's what. I thought I thought you coming on to sell some fucking health and fitness plan or whatever because I'm so passionate about the podcast but also so protective over the audience. Yeah, quite right. And um, because so many people just want to tap into it and try and monetize it, right? Yeah. So, um, but but fucking hell, what a beautiful load of information and uh, hopefully you inspire some of the other PTs out there to have the, the bottle to sort of talk about this stuff but also a lot of information there about people that are so, for people that are sober curious trying to get fit uh, that, that it might just tip them over the edge to go, do you know what? I'm going to go to full hog and really get the benefits of sobriety so yeah fair play well thank you very much for having thank me on you. and you know big respect to this podcast because you know you could have just gone about it on your own i appreciate there might be a bit of accountability inside but uh to behind it but you know you're helping a lot of people and thank that's you. that's not easy because like you, you say you, i'm sure you get your, your fair you share a lot of people but up. you know once they've sent their comment the fuck off forever and they've forgotten about it and the people yeah. you're helping you're changing their lives so oh wow i love that thank you so much man i'm going to put your instagram on here go give him a follow uh and check out what he's doing i guess you're helping people as well people can contact you and use your use you yeah uh, well as long as you're close to henley yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah I absolutely but i'm always on the end of a dm if uh, and that was brave man that was really brave i love that and i love what you're doing and um I, I'm, I'm gonna stay tuned man but thank you adam i appreciate that thank Thanks so much. Cheers. All right, guys, I think that is it. Let's get the camera on me here. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, really interesting, man. I love this. We, I never know where the podcast is going to go. We've got such a variety on here. Um, let us know your thoughts, your comments and everything. Make sure you give him a follow. Uh, that's his Instagram. It should be on there now. Um, and yeah, all good, positive information. Take it on board. Uh, I love the stuff about discipline. That, that, that That's such a, a huge part of my journey now and something that I'm trying to conquer every day. Getting up, getting my fitness in, uh, the discipline 
and not drinking. And now the hard one, trying to eat right, is fucking. You got it, mate. It's fucking hard work. I'm never giving up the hobnob, so I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sharing is caring. Send this podcast out. Leave us a comment. That was another episode of Menace to Sobriety. Thank you. Hello. We are going to take the Menace to Sobriety to the live stage, and we need a live studio audience to interact with us, to come along, listen, laugh, and learn everything about sobriety, mental health, well-being, and just come along for a night out with like-minded people. We are going to be going live on the 30th of August, 27th of September, 25th of October, and the 29th of November. That's one a month. Get your tickets now. Come down, meet the team, and have some fun. Menace to Sobriety Live, coming soon. Oh, yes. And don't forget, if you want to come and see me live and meet me, I'm going on tour. The Daniel O'Reilly Outer Character Full UK Tour kicks off in January 2024 and tickets are on sale right now. I'm going to try and get out and meet as many of you as possible. And of course, I'm going to be bringing the laughs all over the UK. There's 23 dates right now and I'm adding more all the time. Hit the link in the bio and get your tickets now and come have some fun. If you're going through a tough time at the moment, please don't suffer in silence. Feel free to pick up the phone and contact any of these helplines. I personally, myself, at one of my darkest points, contacted the Samaritans and it completely changed my outlook and got me out of a really deep, dark place. A problem shared really is a problem halved. So if you don't feel confident talking to those around you, check out any of these organizations and give them a call. This is my Facebook group, just simply search on Facebook, Men and Their Emotions. It's for men only. Uh, but once you're in there, you can talk anonymously about your problems and help others and just feel a little bit of community. So come join the conversation, Men and Their Emotions, on Facebook. Thanks for watching.